welcome to another episode of the Sparkles of Gold Astrology Manifesto Podcast. My name is Nicolas Polimonakos, a.k.a. Sparkles of Gold. We have another episode of Three Questions. Tonight, I am with... Stormy Grace. <laughs> Wait, I just love it. Nicolas Polimonakos. Yeah, Nicolas Polimenakos. Nicolas is kind of, you know, I'm half Ecuadorian and half Greek. Nicolas Polimenakos. Polimenakos. Very good. It means many crafty. Sure, right. Uh-huh. And you got, well, yes. <laughs> yes, that's yes. fantastic. I yes. always like love saying your name. I'm like, this is Nick's here. Yeah. And, so now I've got the full name. And I, I and I appreciate you uh, knowing how to say my name because the first day of school was always weird. <laughs> Everybody looked back at me when I said my name and they never get it right. Only the English teachers pronounced it right, you sure. know. So, yeah. So that's a good way to actually start off the podcast. Um, <laughs> This is an episode of Three Questions. I just want to say for everybody listening who knows me or it's their first time, Stormy doesn't know the three questions I'm about to ask. (laughs) And right now, as I color this, uh, uh, you got this little sparkle in your eye. Like, what is he going to say to me? Yeah. So I like this edginess. That's why I do this with astrologers. Okay. So let's start with the first question. Okay. Stormy, what's your favorite astrological technique? My favorite, well, progressed and natal lunar phasing. Mm-hmm. These are my two favorite techniques, mostly because I think they just cut cut through everything. We start at ground level, get a good sense of what and who we're dealing with in terms of timing and energy that's available, and then you can build from there. So I think those are my favorite. Um, you know, over time, I know astrologers, they, they learn in the beginning phases and they have favorite techniques and things change. You, you know, how was it for you? Did you start with basically, obviously looking at the natal chart and what it means and the aspects and then did you, was the next step like then current transits, like a bi-wheel, like looking over? How was it in, in a sense for you? How Do you have a story with it or, you know? It's not, I don't know if it's a big story, but yeah, absolutely. Of course, it started basic looking at the natal chart and things like that. But in the natal chart work, pretty quickly for me, I started with quadrant and hemisphere work. Ah, yes. So that's really where it started for me. So way before, honestly, I was looking at the planets and the aspects. I was looking at what can you see immediately. Mm. And those are other things I think that naturally attracted me to using lunar phasing. Because you can see it immediately. What's the shape of light? You know, we're using quadrants and hemispheres. What can you see? And then we layer into that. Yes. Okay, good, good. Now I feel where you're coming from. And then it's interesting then from there, like how in a sense, I can't believe I'm using this word, how it's progressed. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, okay. Thanks for answering the first question. (laughs) Yeah. um, All right. Second question. Stormy, what's the earliest memory that you have with and like to astrology? Man, that is good. So I'm gonna have to say the one that like sticks out as as a good early memory, because it was always floating in there, I can tell you that. But I was six, seven, right there, right there at the Saturn Square, mm-hmm. and my mom took me to a metaphysical fair. Because that was her jam. And I saw all the numerology people, you know, all the people, the herbs and spices. And I watched an astrologer doing a chart, and I felt like I had done it a hundred times. Like, I just felt like I was recalling what she was doing instead of watching someone do it. 
you know? And so that's really the like stick out, standout memory that I, I have is I'm like, oh yeah, she's doing whatever. And it right. wasn't like practiced around my house at that time, you know? So it was more like, oh no, this is, I've been here a hundred times. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's my first. So it's kind of like, you know, sometimes whatever age you run into something and it's like a foreign language, like what is going on? But it yeah. sounds like you, you knew the language already in some sort of way or it just yeah. was familiar. So. Yeah, it really was. And it stayed with me. And I think that that's why I say it was always floating in there. And I don't think that I realized it was floating in there because I've never been afraid to be without astrology in this life. I've never thought, oh, gosh, if I stop studying or, oh, if I'm not doing this, I'll lose it. I've never had that thought. I'm like, whatever. It's here. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Interesting. I'll let you know. Some of the, I, I don't know if I said this in the past one podcast, but it happened in phases for me. But, you know, there used to be in the grocery store checkout line, they used to have these uh, horoscope scrolls. Scrolls. Yeah. <laughs> and I used to steal them. <laughs> you thief. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Where is your mercury? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, anything that had the, uh, anything that had Castor and Pollux, the constellation, like even as a kid, not knowing, you know what it is, I was attracted to it. No one yeah. told me. I didn't even know my birthday or my birth sign, but I have always was... You know, like gravitating, or it, it was yeah. familiar. It it was speaking to me. Yeah, you know. That's so yeah, yeah. that yeah. makes a ton of sense. And look, we're upstanding adults now, even though yeah, some of us were thieves. <laughs> yes, yes, and you know, I will just, <laughs> just say here is Mercury in Gemini. There is that part. That's part of the Hermes story. Is, <laughs> is the, the the what do you call a leader of thieves, a guide of thieves? You know, besides a bunch of different things. Absolutely. That's part of it. You know. I mean, the whole cow situation was a real situation. Yeah, it often came coming out of the woman immediately stealing a the, Apollo's <laughs> cattle, you know, and, and then being rewarded by being made an Olympian god because of it. So, right, and all yeah. these years later, Hermes opens a FedEx yes. in, <laughs> yeah. in The Legend of Percy Jackson. So oh, if that's anybody right. hasn't seen it. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. And it's all, or funny, too, when we look at uh, what's the floral company that uses Hermes at the symbol, oh. one of the other ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forget really which good. one, but it's funny, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Thank you for answering question number two. Yes. All right. Question number three. Um, what are you reading these days that is not connected to astrology? Now, I say this every time for people listening that most astrologers when I do this, like everything's connected to astrology and I know that. But is there anything like you're reading that's not, you know, astrological technique or something like that yeah absolutely yeah. and I mean in the big esoteric sphere everything's connected I get that I understand that question but yes I am reading non written by astrological text and what I mean by that is the person that I'm reading currently does not practice astrology yeah fair so my favorite book I'm getting into right now is Nomad Capitalist and it is by Andrew Henderson, one of my favorite books right now. It's revolutionizing how I look at the world. And he has this whole concept of diversity in the world where he says, you go where you're treated best. That's his whole principle behind his book, how he runs his business, his life. And it's absolutely phenomenal because it's, you know, <laughs> right on time with the astrology, funny enough, making me question stories and truths that have been given to me my whole life, even on a societal level, mm -hmm. which is like, is this really where I'm treated best uh -huh. based on what it is that I want? Right? Yeah. And so in it, it has encouraged me to challenge my life. 
but it does play back into the astrology too because we're right here questioning a lot of truths what has value what what is the resource behind this but it is a non astrological text yes i understood <laughs> and for those listening be, before we did this interview stormy is you know just did the saturday night keynote here at the norway conference it's to hear all the people in the background <laughs> and, and she spoke on jupiter and taurus and about resources and the way money and stuff but really about like uh, our value and and to shoot for what we're worth in many different ways, yeah. so on and so forth. So, uh, for what you're saying here, it's very interesting. I like what you said. I, you know, sometimes too, you know, I think about the Saturn, the first Saturn return that happens because a lot of time it's the end of Act One into Act Two, and we kind of have to gut check what we were mm-hmm. shown or taught from the time mm-hmm. we came out of the womb till 27 to 30, mm-hmm. and like, what do we keep with us, and mm-hmm. what do we let go? And a lot of that is like what we're expected to do. Right. Yeah, and sometimes it comes along with like you're around people that supposedly support you, but it doesn't work that way. It could be family issues, so on and so forth. So if we're speaking to the uh, type of thing like you go where you, how did you say it in the go book? Go where you're treated best. Go where you're treated best. As a lot of times in, in situations, you you think you're waiting to be treated your best by supposedly people are supposed to, right? Right. And and, right. and then you start. You have to figure out the hard way, or you make the breaks, or you yeah. go wherever you figure it out. Hopefully. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Well, and I think it different times in the world that phrase might have meant something very different for me than when Uranus is in Taurus and the world is changing you know when there's a Saturn Pluto conjunction that really got busy changing the world that question might have meant something different Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I just get a new friendship group or maybe I make sure I have the right job. Now for me, though, in my life at 41, I'm like, wait, am I living in the right country? Do I like yeah. this economic system? You know, these are the kinds of things that I also think age helps with the evolution. Well, it can <laughs> offer some help in answering these questions because there are some things that just with age, the body changes, the mind changes. So to answer that question just gets different. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Uh, I'll say somebody, you know, you get in the 40s and then for people who know astrology, what's coming up is Saturn opposition and Uranus opposition. You know, they sometimes they call that midlife crisis. Basically, you start waking up with mortality in your brain every morning and then like, oh, I only yeah. got so much time. Yeah. You know, I got to do yeah. this. But And then I, it really, the stakes there too is like, yeah, where do I go where I'm accepted or I'm uplifted? Because right. a lot of the times, I, th- I noticed this was client work with myself or whatever. We all have these different versions of imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. We're all trying to chase a dream over what we really want. And sometimes we don't make the moves because we are in fear of what other people might think mm-hmm. or the, what could happen if you do that, right? Yeah. And a lot of times, some of that goes away besides one coming into their power and making a decision. But it also helps when you go somewhere where you are accepted mm-hmm. and uplifted. Then the choices aren't that hard. You're supported. Right. You know? And uh, I'm. By the way, I'm gonna check that book out. Oh my god, yeah, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. I mean, I really think. And I know sometimes people can be turned off, especially if you're like in a political trigger by the word capitalist. Yeah. But capitalist in 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 this sense is about choice. What are you choosing? It's not this place where we're experiencing a lot that is not capitalism. It's just greed. Right. Right. It's right. not because. That's that's run wild. It's capitalism run wild. Yeah. So this is a very different concept. So if you can be open to it, or it's time for you, that's really it, right? We're not reading, watching, or engaging with things that are not in our vibration. Yeah. So if yeah. it's time for you, this book will probably resonate, and, and the first 20 pages, you'll be like, yes, 
Oh my gosh. So I invite anybody. But if not, just read The Alchemist. It's very good. Yeah, no, no. That's actually, <laughs> I, I just published a Gemini Brett episode. And he That was a book. It's my favorite book. He, he just read for the first time recently. Yeah. Yeah, that book's amazing. That's my number one. That is like my number one text. If people ask me what book I think they should read in this lifetime, it would be The Alchemist. Yeah. Well, you kind of answered the bonus question I was going to ask, but I'm going <laughs> to ask it anyway. Okay. And if, if whatever comes up, it doesn't, it's okay. Um, what's a book from the past that changed your world? Like, like it wasn't just some book. Like, it entered through all your senses and popped them off and, like, mm-hmm. it, it became, like, a life changer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it imp- imprinted you. Is there anything you could think about? Yeah. Well, The Alchemist is one well, of one, them. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that one was just... Because I think I was older. I was in my conscious mind. I was in my adult spirit when I read it. So I was... You know, I was past the Saturn return. So I was able to hear and receive that in a different way. So The Alchemist is it. Uh, and I want to say, too, I hate reading. So <laughs> it's, okay. uh, it's The Alchemist via audiobook. Yeah. <laughs> So listening to that changed my world. But honestly, I read a book tonight at our keynote. And it's called I, I Knew You Could. And yeah. that is a book. And I remember reading that book. It's a kid's book. And yeah. I read it in school. And that, even from when I was younger, I'm like, this sounds a lot like life. Yeah, like it was beautiful, Stormy. It's a, a beautiful book. For those listening, she ended her lecture tonight with this. And I Knew You Could by... Craig Dorfman. Craig Dorfman, yeah, that was stormy. That was awesome. Um, and thank you for answering the bonus question <laughs> yes. and for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. I want to come back. Do you have like seven more questions? Uh, I, I could keep going. <laughs> I do want to paint the picture. We're off the atrium here at the hotel in, in the closed restaurant in here in a restaurant booth uh, <laughs> just to paint it for all y'all. And Oh, yeah, we don't want to forget this. Some, you know, you never know who's listening and never known you. How can people find out more about you, Stormy? Like, oh, yes. Come come visit me. You can come to my website, stormygrace.com. But you can also follow me on YouTube or come visit me on YouTube. I have two pages. One is all astrology, so that's just Stormy Grace. You can look for that. Or you can look up Legati Academy, which is about business and how you build business. And it's fun. Come build a business. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, Stormy, really good that we connected and we pulled it off. Right? <laughs> I know. And, and I appreciate you. And, yeah. And, and thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me.